shoot. Welcome to Liberty FM, the podcast dedicated to all things New York Liberty. I'm Felicia, and I'm joined by my co-host and husband, Francois. This is episode 25, recapping game three of the WNBA Finals between the New York Liberty and Las Vegas Aces. This was a win-or-go-home situation for the Liberty, and they prevailed, beating the Aces 87-73. to Let's get into this crazy game that had over 17,000 in attendance. Oof, my God, what a game by the New York Liberty. It was do or die for this game. I'm not going to lie. I was nervous and excited at the same time. Excited because, you know, it was our first final uh, home game in 21 years. But nervous because the way the Aces play in those first two games, you wonder what sort of Liberty team was going to show up in that game. And they had to do, you know, a much better job, obviously, mm-hmm. than those first two games. But, you know, there's a album by Bad Benny that just came out uh, this past uh, Friday. Uh, you know, this, the title is in Spanish, but in English is Nobody Knows What's Gonna Happen Tomorrow. And we, know, we don't know what's gonna happen on Wednesday and if there was gonna be a game beyond Wednesday. But we know for sure that the Liberty show up and what a performance. And we got to start with the defense because that's really where uh, the adjustments were made. A lot of people were saying like, what happened to the Liberty in those first two games? Mm-hmm. How come they didn't make any adjustments uh, from game one to game two? But they made those adjustments. And those were very, very interesting adjustments because they had on defense, Benajah Laney on Jackie Young, Brianna Stewart on Chelsea Gray, and Sabrina Ionescu on Kia Stokes. <laughs> yeah. What did you make of those adjustments from New York on defense and how it impacted the game? Kudos to the coaching staff for making the adjustments in this game. You know, I think it all started with Benajelani on on Jackie Young for sure. Um, she definitely limited anything Jackie could do, and especially you know in previous games we've seen Benajah on Chelsea Gray because Chelsea Gray is usually the one bringing the ball up the court, and they switched it around. Uh, the Aces switched it around and had Jackie bringing it up, so that sort of limited what. Benajia could really do and by switching I think that was perfect by Sandy Brondello and the coaching staff because it really limited Jackie Young and for Chelsea Gray yeah she's still gonna get some buckets because she is who she is we know she's a fantastic player Um, but by having Stewie that also limits and Kia Stokes doesn't take a lot of shots she rarely does She'll only take it if she's wide open, like no one's coming to her. She'll she'll take the shot. And with Sabrina, just all she really has to do is put a hand up. Um, and she did defend. I, I got to give yeah, Sabrina yeah. Her, her flowers too. She defended as best she could. And we know, like, yeah, she's not the best defender on the floor, but she just needed to be more aggressive um, than she was in games one and two. And she definitely showed that um, yesterday. Um I have to say that all around, they were moving much quicker on defense. Yeah. Even Sloot trying to get to Kelsey Plum. Yeah, Kelsey was the one, you know, with the, you know, higher points, uh, the highest points for the team. However, Sloot, you got to give credit to Sloot still that she did all that she could and getting back sometimes on Kelsey Plum and JJ helping out. JJ was a monster uh, yesterday, helping wherever she could, blocks and. <laughs> 
I mean, she was everywhere. And I really appreciate the Liberty for just sticking together, sticking this out and protecting home court. Um, yeah, we don't know what's going to happen Wednesday, but we have to bask in this win because that's the Liberty we're used to seeing, especially in the second half of the season. This is the team we were used to seeing just not give up. They were so intense and it, it was amazing to see. Yeah, like it's almost like you're wondering like, why didn't you try this before? Like having Benajah Laney, who's pretty much, even yeah. though, you know, she was on the second defensive team, uh, to me, she's the best defender on the Liberty team. Yeah, she and, is. You know, Jackie Young did so much damage in those first two games, especially on, on the poor Sabrina. Uh, you had to figure something out, like something different, because you could not continue. Even if, you know, kudos to Sabrina, she was much, much better defensively in game three, much more aggressive and, you know, more in tune in terms of the defensive assignment. Uh, you could not put her again on Jackie Young. Benajanelli, excuse me, did an incredible job on Jackie Young. I mean, Jackie Young only had eight points. She was two for nine uh, from the field, 0 for three from the three-point line, and she's she was the best, uh, you know, uh, three-point shooter in mm-hmm. the regular season. So incredible job. And you know, I'm thinking about that play where I think uh, the Liberty either lost the ball or yeah, I think they lost the ball. Uh, the Aces went on a fast break. Jackie Young. You know, had a pretty much like open lane to the basket. And Benaja Laney, yeah. she must have been in the 100 meters uh, world record. She went back on defense so fast and did just enough mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, interfere with uh, uh, Jackie Young's well, layup were... that she missed it. And then the New York Liberty got the rebound right well, after. Well, there were two fast breaks in this game where Jackie Young was loose. She got loose and she was heading up the court. The first one, Benaja got to her and she bumped her and it was called a foul. But she did just enough so that Jackie either, you know, had to earn it at the free throw line or, you know, they had to just reset that play. But um, but the second time, she got down there just as quick yeah. and she was able to block her and block that shot and get and get the ball back. And so, you know, Benajelani, she deserves her flowers on defense for sure. Because without her defense, yeah, the Liberty no. ain't going that far. No. <laughs> They're not going that far. And you have to give her her flowers on that. I, I, I love the two players that I've said from the beginning. It would be Benajelani and Jonquil Jones. As they go, the team will go. And in this game... The, the first two games, J.J. was still a monster, but it was just really J.J. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, you need both to really um, get the, the win you desire. And in this game, definitely, both of them stepped up tremendously with Benaja on defense, J.J. on defense, and offense. <laughs> yeah, so let's, let's uh, you know, stick to the defense side of, of the game. And yes, John Cole Jones and Brianna uh, Brianna Stewart's mm. monstrous performance defensively. I mean, you know, look at the versatility of Brianna Stewart, who is pretty much defending on the point guard of the Aces, Chelsea Gray. Yeah. That shows you her versatility. She could defend one to five, through five, and obviously with a wingspan, she's gonna like you know disrupt the flow yeah. of the Aces' offense. And many many times, whether it was Brianna Stewart. 
Vandersloot, even Sabrina was aggressive, like try to steal the ball. The deflections and you know try to steal the balls. It, it really disrupted uh, the Aces' offense. They did not let them, you know, having the same uh, level of freedom that they had in the first two mm-hmm. games. I mean, I, I, I rewatched some of the plays from the first two games. And it was just not acceptable defensively. Yeah. The the amount of freedom the Aces had, and with the talents that they have, you know, you're gonna pay. Jonko Jones said, "We gotta play like we deserve to be out there. This is the final, and obviously she has lost two finals. She doesn't want to lose yeah. a third one." So yeah. I feel like it's it's very interesting because all throughout those playoffs. The real leader of that team now is Jonko Jones. It's not oh. even Brianna Stewart anymore. Yeah, Whether it's vocally. Whoever it's like the attitude, the play, like she's the, been the true leader of that team recently. Yeah, you know, I think, you know, we've talked about John Quell throughout the season and different games and we wanted her, you know, we wanted them to feed her inside a whole lot more. And as the playoffs came about, you just saw her rise to the occasion. And it was is great and is wonderful for the Liberty because it didn't have to all be on on Brianna Stewart. Yeah. It didn't all have to be on Sabrina Ionescu. And JJ took that mantle and she's been going with it, you know. She's the voice now on that team. She wants this and I think what you see is that initially for games 1 and 2, it looked like only JJ wanted yeah, it more yeah. than the rest of her team. And so I think, you know, by for them when you see some of their interviews, they obviously they they watch those games back and they had to take it personal like I think we said in one of the in the previous podcast for one of the pre- in games one or two, some the aces had too much freedom and they were making the liberty look like they were rookies, yeah, like they've yeah. never played them before. And I was like, this is not the team that we have seen throughout the season grow and get to this level. They just looked real complacent and just not themselves. And and look. It's not easy when you're on someone else's home court and they have their crowd behind them. So, it's you know, it's easier than it seems. And so I just think that here we see the rise of John Cole Jones. And, you know, I think through the season we were wondering, like, all right, is it going to come? Like, what's going to happen with JJ? Yeah. Is she going to be the monster that we expect her to be? And she is showing that through, through, these, uh, through the playoffs and especially in the finals. She has done that and... Kudos to her because without JJ and again without Benaja's defense setting even even setting JJ or Stewie up we they wouldn't be this far. Yeah, so you know monstrous performance by JJ on both ends of the floor. I mean she was pretty much doing everything. There were times where they switch on 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 the pick and rolls, uh, and mm-hmm. she was defending like. You know Chelsea Gray and Jackie Young, mm-hmm. and and she was pretty good at it. Just considering the fact that she's a center, she was holding her own. Um, and her and Brenda Stewart, you know, almost mm-hmm. like you know the towers and the paint, like sometimes double teaming Asia, making her life really really difficult. Very and I difficult. told you uh, in the previous podcast, one of the key was for me to see. John Cole Jones on Asia Wilson. Yeah. She's been the best defender so far against Asia Wilson, and I'm glad yeah. they reverted back to that. I think, you know, Stewie is super talented on both ends of the floor, but Asia seems to find her ways to score against her. Uh, and so having JJ was definitely a, a, a better a better switch and allow, you know, Stewie to sometimes come and help. Sometimes John Cole was doing a bit of that as well. And, I mean, there were some of those blocks. I mean, 
It was, you know, most nice and I'm out of word for that block that she had on Asia Wilson. Uh, John Cole Jones, I think, also blocked Asia. Uh, blocked uh, Kelsey Plum a few times and was like pointing the finger like DK Mutombo, not in my, not in my house. So it was it was great to see and you know to have Sabrina on Kia Stokes. I mean Kia Stokes, I was like obviously you know shocked. She scored two corner frees in game two. Now to be fair, she's actually a very decent shooter. It's just that she never takes any shots. Even the teammates like you know keep hyping her up and saying that she's actually a good shooter. Yeah. But she doesn't take shots. Uh, but this time around. You know, she didn't take a single shot in game three. Zero mm-hmm. points. And, you know, obviously, you know, Sabrina, you got the height advantage. Uh, uh, yeah. You know, Kia Stoke has the height advantage, but they didn't take advantage of that. She didn't take any shots. So that allows Sabrina uh, to have a favorable matchup defensively. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Becky Ammon will make the adjustments for the next game. But at least for this game, uh, Sandy got the element of surprise. And, and that worked perfectly. And uh, we looked at the at the defense, but now let's look at, at the offense. And, you know, John Cole Jones, we, we mentioned her name quite a few times in this podcast, but she was pretty much doing everything. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that was a record for her in the, in the playoff game or in the final, but she had four frees in this game. She shot, you know, with confidence, not hesitating, you know, and it, it makes it really hard because it's like Asia has to, you know, defend on you at the free point line and respect your shot, um, you know, because you could feel like, oh, she's not going to take the shot. She's a center, but she can shoot free. Mm-hmm. She can d- dominate the paint. She can pretty much d- do everything. I remember there was a play where I think she grabbed the rebound or someone passed her the ball. John Kojo started dribbling like a point guard, went all the way to the basket, had a spin move against Kia Stoke and, and scored in the paint. Like you could tell that was that was a nice. She was not gonna let her team down and you know, she was gonna carry the liberty on her shoulders. But like to be fair, if miraculously the Liberty come back uh, you know, two and two and ends up winning uh game five in, in Vegas, we you know, this is a long uh, road ahead <laughs> to get to that, but if we miraculously get to that, I don't see how Junko Joyce is not getting MVP of the final if uh, mm-hmm. they get to the promised land. Yeah, I mean, if they get there, she's definitely the MVP for the finals, no question about that. You know, she's had a terrific performance, and you know, I think um, in the previous games um, before the playoffs, when they when the Liberty would play the Aces, one of the things I noticed with John Quill Jones and it and Asia defending on her was that she would a lot of times second guess. She would hesitate, you mm. know, when she was under the basket, which gave Asia room to block or even get in her head a little bit. And she would just hesitate. She was she was just a little bit too hesitant under the basket. And in these playoffs, that is no more. Um, you know, I definitely you gotta give it up for John Quill Jones. It doesn't matter who's on her she is going to she is going to be aggressive and she's going to try to find a way to to get her shot and you know or find the open man if she can't get it but she's definitely been the one carrying this team and you know also for Brianna Stewart I have to say like she's been getting her points and rebounds as well much but better it's just, offensively. yeah she was much better offensively this game but even the you know in game 2 I mean she's she doesn't have bad stats you know um 
Maybe the, it's not the Brianna Stewart like scoring forty like we would hope or getting a thirty, but she she doesn't have terrible stats. It's just been sort of I would say quiet for her throughout the playoffs. Maybe also because John Cole Jones has been such a monster, you know, offensively and trying to do her best to carry carry the team. So, you know, I think for both of them and the way they also defended on Asia and really made her, because I think for Asia, some of her moves, she can easily get those foul calls. And they did just enough. The disparity between the number of free throws for the Aces versus uh, the Liberty. She She did just enough to where I think, or they did just enough on Asia where... Yeah, there were some ticky-tack calls where you could, even on like Kayla, <laughs> Kayla Thornton, there was a call that really it was nothing. And, you know, so that, yeah, she's still going to get some calls. But, you know, she also missed a couple of shots at the free throw line. So it's like, well, if you get a foul call, she has to earn it at the free throw line. And yeah, she's a fantastic player. She's the, for the Aces, she's their MVP. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's going to be, you can't sleep on her either. And so I, I just appreciate how aggressive Jonquil was, and no one was in Jonquil's head. Jonquil is, she wants this, and she wants this badly. Yeah, so despite all the good things that we're sharing about the Liberty, uh, and the fact that they were they had a better field goal percentage, they had more assists, uh, they were more aggressive on defense. And let me say, 11 of those assists were by Sabrina Ionescu. Yeah. She didn't have all the points, yeah. you know, but the assists... Mm. A number of which were to JJ. You got to give it to her too. She may not have had the points that you know she's used to getting, but the assist numbers were crazy. Yeah, but despite all that, the Liberty were only up by three at halftime, mm. and throughout the third and fourth quarter, uh, you know the the Aces only shot like you know thirty three percent from the field, and despite that, you know the the lead from the Liberty was you know sort of toying between three, five, six, eight points. So you didn't feel, you know, didn't feel fully confident despite a yeah. great performance by the Liberty that the Aces were giving up this game. And at some point I was a little scared um, in the third and, and fourth quarter. I felt like the Liberty kind of looked gassed a little bit because they put so much effort. I mean, that's yeah. what it takes to just be a little ahead of the aces. You, you have to give put it the performance of your life <laughs> and only be up by six or eight. And so I yeah. feel like at some point they look a little bit gassed and kind of reverted back to their bad habits of like being stagnant on offense, mm-hmm. dribbling the ball for too long, hoping that, you know, um, John Cole Jones or Stewie will bail them out. And uh, I was I was afraid that, you know, they might, they might pay for it at some point, but... What what did you make at at that moment where it was, things were a little slow and and we were kind of struggling to score baskets? I think Sandy Brondello took the timeouts as needed mm. to get them to reset. You know, I think that was also helpful that she took the necessary timeouts to get her team back in the game. She didn't allow for the Aces to go on too big of a run. Um, and and again, the game this game is a game of runs like. The Aces are a phenomenal team, and they can, it don't matter. Sometimes you've seen the Aces down by 10 points, and they come right back and and can win a game very easily. So, you know, yeah, it could be nerve-wracking when the Liberty are like, oh, they're only up by 8. You feel a little more comfortable when you see they're up by 15, but you see the Aces, you know, going like a 7-0, 8-0 run. But I think for the Liberty, one of the things I was even saying during the game was just like they just got to win each quarter. Focus on Mm. each quarter. Each quarter is its own thing, and you need to focus 
focus on winning each quarter. And they did that. You yeah. know, it was close, but they won three out of the four quarters. And the second quarter, they tied. They were tied. So, you know, it was a great job for the Liberty. I hope they can ride this wave and come out just as intense on Wednesday. They need to have the same energy, if mm. not more, to really take it. Because the Aces will make the adjustment. Um you know, they will try to make that adjustment, but hopefully the Liberty can still play them just as aggressively as they did um, on Sunday and hopefully get this win and take it back to Vegas. Yeah, so, you know, despite the the Aces kind of staying close to the Liberty, I felt like at some point, um, you know, the Liberty went back to their principles of ball movement, spacing mm-hmm. out. The ball was going into the rim this time around, yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, Kayla Foran had some freeze, Bernard Lainey, Sabrina, uh, John Quell. I mean, threats were coming from everywhere. I like the fact that Stewie were not, was not forcing her shots. We talked about this in the previous podcast. You know, try to be more selective in the shots she was taking. But also the Liberty putting her in a better position uh, to score baskets and have those preferential uh, matchup. So, you know, at some point, the Liberty started to take off, uh, you know, mm-hmm. for good. I mean, I think the lead at some point went to 17 points. And at that moment, she knew it, it, it was over. And, you know, to put the final nail in the coffin, and obviously that's something that I wish I didn't have to talk about. Um, it was, you know, Chelsea Gray's uh, injury. And, you know, let's put things into uh, context because we were at the stadium. Um, and so we didn't fully know... Uh, uh, we didn't fully know what was going on. I, I did see Chelsea Gray kind of limping a little bit mm. when she was defending on on, uh, on Brianna Stewart. But then after that, she continued playing uh, as normal and even took a shot um, over, over Brianna Stewart. And then uh, the Aces took a timeout. And then when they came back, you had Kristen Bell who was on the court. I was like shocked because yeah, we were all shocked. I mean, no disrespect to her, but you know, for the past two seasons, usually she gets on the court when the aces, you know, are blowing up a team and it's like mm-hmm. the last three, four five minutes of the game, they're up by 20 yeah. or, or something. And then they put her and, and the other bench player. So to see her at that very moment, I was very shocked. Like I didn't know what was going on. And unfortunately for the aces, the, you know, they pay for it because she was defending on, on John Cole Jones, where the basket had a beautiful pass as well for Benaja for free. So you clearly saw that, you know, uh, Becky Hammond was not doing that uh, to trick the Liberty or yeah. to, you know, get the advantage, but it was because something was going on. And when we went back home and sort of rewatched the game, uh, we saw what happened and, and, you know, the injury. It, it looks scary and I think... You know, a player knows best what's mm-hmm. going on because we could read on the lips and she said, like, something pop, mm-hmm. which is never something that you want to see a player uh, saying uh, after an injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we also, I, I, I got to mention this because I saw a lot of people complaining on, on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it, and I, I needed to see it for myself. But ESPN got, they got to do a better job. Now, obviously, you want to show the replay of what happened on the court and, and, right. and the injury and then potentially, like, you know, her reaction on the bench to kind of try to figure out what's going on. But then to show her in the hallway of the, of the, the Barclays, the, the Barclays mm-hmm. and near the, the locker room, seeing her in pain and, 
and and you know obviously struggling to to walk yeah. you don't have to show that like we don't need to see those images and some people that argue well they do it for men's games and they show no mm -hmm. we don't need to see that in any sports and any gender like we don't need to see those players in pain just move the cameras away or focus on the game because it was actually distracting um from what was going on in the game and we know that you know the aces will give us an update in due time and at this very moment as we're recording the podcast on the monday uh evening we still have uh, no updates on chelsea gray and how she's doing and the severity of the injury but the espn has to do a better job with this because that was unacceptable it was you know it's hard because yeah we've seen things like this in the nba but you it's unnecessary you already saw her hop all the way back to the locker room um from the arena so you knew it was something bad like she she was hopping all the way back there you knew something was up and that's really all you needed and i think you know by showing that and really it seemed like the camera was up close too or I mean, way too we, close we, we heard um, we heard her screaming uh being in pain and it's like not yeah, only are you filming this but that. you put the sound on as well like yeah and i i just think that was unnecessary to do and that's unnecessary to do for any player in any sport like you don't need to show them in agony. And, yeah. and it's just like, she was in agony. And that's just that's just a low um, for ESPN. And they do it so that, you know, really clickbait. You know, it's yeah. like nobody wants to see that. And a player doesn't want to see that. And other players, I'm sure, don't want to see that either. And, and you don't want the WNBA to be talked about for those kind of things. You want to focus on... Yeah. On the talent of the players and what they're doing on the court rather than, you know, injuries and, you know, different, you know, we'll different get, matters. So. And we'll get that update soon enough if it, you know, yeah, she, you know, she felt like she heard, felt something pop, you know, obviously they'll do all the examinations, MRIs, whatever they need to do to determine if it's really a severe injury or not. And then we'll know, even if we don't know today, we'll know by tomorrow if she's going to be playing on Wednesday. Yeah. Um, and so... You know, it's a huge, she's a huge piece yeah. for the Aces. You know, um, you know, if they lose her, she is, she is the engine. You know, she is the point God. She's point God for a reason. Yeah. And so she has the vision of the court. She is great um, in getting those passes in to all, you know, all the players, all her teammates. And so, yeah, you lose that piece. But also, if she's not there, next man up. You know, and and that is, and for the Aces, yeah, they don't have a they don't have a strong bench, but you still have Alicia Clark, and she is still a great player. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it's not she's not Chelsea Gray. That's true enough. I assume it'll still be Jackie Young or or Kelsey Plum bringing the ball up, but you know, you still have Alicia Clark, and she is tough defensively. Um, and you don't want to leave her alone. She can still <laughs> make those threes. She can still do a lot. She can still do a lot of damage. So, you know, this isn't time for anybody to think, oh, if Chelsea Gray may or may not be there, this is a great advantage for the Liberty. The Aces are still a strong team. Yeah. You cannot sleep on them. They still have Asia Wilson. She is still, she was in the MVP race and for a reason. She is an excellent player, just like Jackie Young and Kelsey Plum. And so, you know, yes, it's a you know a possible 
huge loss for them. Um, we'll, we'll see. But again, the Liberty have to play and be on all gears come Wednesday. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing with the Aces. Like, their uh, starting lineup and, and, and their stars are so good that, you know, even with Chelsea Gray potentially, uh, potentially out, they could still win that game, uh, game four. I mean, like you said, you know, Asia could take off. They're obviously gonna have probably Kelsey Plum as the as the guard. Does it mean that she's gonna scare, score less points uh, and sort of be the facilitator, or just try to take over and not really thinking about assists or anything? Uh, Jackie Young obviously is gonna have to also uh, be at the point guard position at some point. So they they still have weapons to cause yeah. damage to uh, the Definitely. Liberty, and the Liberty still has to show up. I mean, you can't just think like, oh, Chelsea gets out. Um, you know, it's good for us. We, yeah. We're going to win this game easy. I mean, as Sandy said, that whether Chelsea Gray is there or not, you know, the game plan and the way they're going to prepare for that game will be the same. But let's not diminish Chelsea Gray's talent because, I mean, you know, and that's another also controversy. Some of the questions that were asked uh, post-game uh, to the Aces that could have been a little more, you know, thoughtful uh, in their approach. Like, you know, to ask us to whether it's going to change the dynamic of the team or not. Like, Asia had to say, like, she's like she's like a point guard general. Like, she's an all-star. She's the final MVP of 2022. Like, of course, it's not going to be the same with or without think, her. They've so got sounds- enough talent to make adjustments, but it's not the same. Like, yeah, it's I almost think- like you're saying that Chelsea Gray is a common player, but she's not. She's like, no, I think I think sometimes these journalists just ask questions just to ask them, even if they're silly, even if they're stupid. You know, I think they have to get airtime. <laughs> how do you think they're going to feel losing their, you know, yeah. their, their point guard? Of course, they don't. Always, I've always said the Aces are a strong team even when we were at the game early yesterday and thank you Barclays for opening the arena two hours before the game instead of one hour like you usually do in the chaos but we got there early enough and we were able to see a little bit of the warm-ups and I have to say for all the teams we have watched warm up through this season against the Liberty the aces I have to say are one of the most fit I'm not saying the other players in the league are out here not doing what they need to do to stay fit, but when you look at the Aces, it just watching them warm up, seeing it's just like, man. Yeah. You see what happens when you have a wonderful facility in Vegas. You got your own spot. Yeah. You could do all this stuff. You can focus on the health and fitness of the team. I'm just saying they are a super fit team, and it shows when they're on that court. And so, you know, they they can be pretty intimidating when you see them up close. Yeah, I mean, it was it was great, like you said, to be able to be at the Barclays uh, earlier because we were able to see more of the warm up yeah, yeah. of, of of both teams. Yeah, and and I could tell as well when you saw Brianna Stewart. Uh, there was John Cole Jones, mm-hmm. uh, Benajah Laney uh, warming up like. You could tell they were locked in. Yeah, yeah. That level of sure. preparation, uh, the drills that they were having, um, it was a beautiful thing to, thing to watch. Even watching um, Stewie do a spin move in 
when she was warming up and she did the same move yeah. when uh Jackie Young tried to steal the ball and she made her pay with a three. I was like, Oh, she practiced that move in yeah. <laughs> before the game. I mean they're professional, that's their job. You know, they're talented mm-hmm. and paid uh the bucks, you know, the big bucks, not as much as we would like, but they're paying the big bucks to to do those kind of plays and dazzle the crowd. And so to see that, you know, the mm-hmm. warm up and then see that in action afterwards, it, it was incredible. And little details as well, because mm-hmm. the Liberty, we talked about this many, many uh, podcasts uh, prior to this one yeah. about when they come back on the court uh, at halftime and prepare and warm up before the start of the third quarter. And they came back much earlier this time. Because yeah, they knew they sure. have to give the performance of their life. And they actually started the third quarter really well. Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously we're not coaches or scientists or whatever. But it does impact. If you come back earlier, you try to take this thing seriously, yeah. you're locked in. You're going to start the third quarter in a much different way than if you just show up like one minute or 30 seconds before the start of the third I quarter. I have to say, when the Liberty have shown up, um, prior to the second half beginning, and they show up where they have a few minutes to warm up before the third quarter, they have done much better in third quarter action than when they come out like two minutes before the half is over, and they only have like a minute to sort of shoot around, and they don't really ha- they don't really get to do much, and then they have to get back in the huddle. Where when they come out with like four to five minutes. They got time, and they do so much better in the second half. And so I was glad to see them come out. They came out shortly after the Aces um, and got a warm-up in, and so that was great. It was great to see because, yeah, we don't know if that really helps players sometimes coming out and trying to warm up, but what I have noticed is that when the Liberty come out with time to, to warm up, they do much better in the second half of games. So, game four on Wednesday, uh, what do you think is going to happen? How do you envision this game? What are going to be the keys to that game, the matchup or adjustments that need to be made? Uh, We don't know, as we said before, if Chelsea Gray is going to be there or not. Uh, How do you envision that game? They still have to play with the same intensity, if not more. You know, they might have looked gassed towards the end, but they have to. Defense wins games, and it will start with their defense. They saw that when they play tough defensively and aggressive defensively and quick, it helps on the offensive side, and they need that. They need that desperately from Benajah. They need, whether, you know, you keep Benajah on Jackie Young, um, which I think they, they should do. Um, I presume that Alicia Clark will replace um, Chelsea Gray if she's out. Yeah. And who would you see defending on on uh, I Alicia can st- Clark? I mean, I can still see Stewie. Um, uh, I've seen Sabrina defend on her a little bit, but I think you know they should start the way they started this game and then see if they need to tweak someone there. But I still think you should keep the players as they are. So yeah. keep Sabrina on Stokes, which gives her room to help. It gives her the opportunity to help other her other teammates because the thing is, Stokes doesn't really take shots. And so she might take one or, you know, two shots in the game. Yeah. But she's not going to go off and get, well, let me not jinx us. I'm not going to say she won't <laughs> go off and score. I'm not going to jinx us. I'm not going to jinx us all of a sudden. You see Kiki Stokes with 20 points or something crazy. Um, but, again, the likelihood is 
Sabrina can get back to, to Kia Stokes if she needs to. If she needs to kind of cut over, she can easily get back to her. Um, so I think Stewie should be on Alicia Clark. Um, because defensively, I still think Alicia Clark is still a great player. And she is still a three-point threat. Yeah, I mean, I feel like um, I see Bicky Ammon definitely make uh, adjustments uh, in terms of, uh, you know, Sabrina and Kia Stokes. So mm-hmm. maybe try to put in place some plays where, you know, uh, Kia Stokes will get the ball and at the post and try to attack um, Sabrina. Mm-hmm. Um, but I she actually, did do that, though. Yeah, she yeah, did she, do she that a couple times. And, and to be fair, Sabrina held her own on Kia Stokes. And the thing is, I think you're right. If, if Kia Stokes played more offensively, like trying to get to the bucket, I think she would be a bigger force than she is. But because she doesn't do that a lot, you really have to hype her up to get her going. Yeah. Like, you know, she's not, I think she feels that she's the defensive presence rebounding all those things but to now put her into this offensive role mm, i don't know yeah i mean to be fair if sabrina was on alicia clark i I remember a few times in game one and two that when sabrina was defending on alicia clark alicia clark is not necessarily like the fastest player like kelsey plum or jackie young but she's more physical Mm. um than those players and i saw that when sabrina was defending on her she often would go in the paint and try to ask the ball in the paint to post her up. Uh, I don't think they gave her the ball that much. But if she was doing that, I'm confident, especially what JJ and Stewie, but particularly JJ, was able to uh, show um, in game three in terms of helping, but not helping too much in the sense where yeah. you literally leave your assignment and then the Aces player can but just get the ball. But she was think- able to sort of like come interfere or try to deter you from getting in the paint and then go back to your side. But I also think that's why Stewie should probably be on Alicia Clark because Stewie can block and she still has the wingspan. She still has the height. And so I think it's better to have Sabrina still on to keep her on Stokes and she can come in here or there at times because she's quicker than Stewie or JJ getting back to another player. She just is. I mean, she's a guard. She can get over there faster. I do think with Stewie's wingspan, she should be on Alicia Clark. It depends. It's whoever's going to bring the ball up. Yeah. Whoever brings the ball up, me personally, I think Benajah should be on. I think- so if that's Alicia Clark, then Benajah should be on her. If it's going to be Jackie Young, then Benajah should be on her. Whoever brings the ball up, Benajah should have. Yeah. Um, and think- then Stewie can have the other. Yeah, I think they're, they're definitely probably going to mix it up between Kelsey Plum and Jackie yeah. Young. Um Sydney Colson might have a bit more playing time, even though uh, I doubt that Becky Hammond will rely too much on her, but she definitely will have uh, playing time. But the rotation is definitely going to be an issue for the Aces because, you know, they will always leave one of the strongest players on the court. And I felt like Chelsea Gray was probably like the one that she always spend stayed the, on the, the court. She spent the longest the amount of time. Mm-hmm. Even when, uh, you know, they will have the bench player, they yeah. would usually most of the time keep uh, Chelsea Gray. So that's definitely going to be an issue for the Aces, the the rotations, and the Liberty and, definitely and has to capitalize on that. And typically when you, took, when you take Kia Stokes out, you usually replaced her with Alicia Clark. Yeah. Now, with Alicia Clark, if Alicia Clark starts and Chelsea Gray is not there, when it comes time to start taking, you know, get, getting people a rest here or there, it's, 
you go to you gotta go to your bench you gotta go to one of the bigs we'll see what happens yeah so i think like like you said defense is gonna be the key if they yeah. keep uh the same level of aggression on defense that's gonna open doors for the liberty mm -hmm. uh you know fast breaks um you know the morale of the aces that will probably be uh down and that would boost you like and the you know, defense leads to offense you it, know, all, so. it also may not be sometimes when one man is down that might rub up someone to be like it's my time and i need to do this for the team oh yeah <laughs> so, I'm, I'm sure that the aces know, will step up it could go either way and people will step up i would watch specifically for people like asia kelsey and jackie you know um I think Alicia Clark could be a sniper. <laughs> you know, if you're not careful, you got to keep an eye on her. She's still a threat. Um, so, yeah, you know, Asia could definitely go off in this game because she knows she, they're down one of their best players. So, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, so, you know. But I still think the Liberty, if they can play with the same aggression and just defensive prowess they had on Sunday, they can win. On Wednesday, they the shots have to go down. They have to make smart plays. If you can do all of that and put that, if you can wrap that up and do that again, and hoping that you can limit people like Jackie Young um, and Asia. I think if you limit Jackie and Asia, you'll take your chances with Kelsey Plum. But if you can limit those yeah. two, you have a great shot at winning this game. If everyone else is contributing. Um, along with JJ Stewie and everyone else contributes how they can. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it's it's hard to like you know contain like three or four stars. Yeah. But I can definitely live with like containing Asia Wilson and Jackie Young and let Kelsey Plum go off a little bit, even though she was able to kind of maintain uh, the aces in uh, in the mm -hmm. race in, in this game. I can live with that if we manage to get the same field goal percentage for Asia yeah. and Jackie Young and Jackie Young scoring like eight points. I'm I'm good with that. And then offensively I definitely wanna see continue for the the liberty to have uh ball movement. Uh, mm -hmm. Be aggressive because I think what was what, uh, also was the key was that the fact that the Liberty were aggressive at some point, even though they were not getting a lot of free throws, uh, they provoked a lot of fouls. And, you know, the fact mm -hmm. that Jackie Young was in foul trouble at some point, uh, that does impact the game. So I do hope that they also continue to be aggressive with JJ, not hesitating when they take shots like, you know, Sleuth at times, you know, can be a little hesitant. But when she was decisive and just like go yeah. for it, that's when she was effective. So I definitely want to see that. And it's still a do or die game. I mean, you know, yeah, you know, we lose, it's over. Like, you know, the title goes to uh, the Aces. And I definitely don't want them to celebrate on our home court in yeah. New York. So that game is going to be fire. I mean, the atmosphere in Game 3 was incredible with over 17,000 people. Who said that nobody cares about WNBA basketball? It was amazing. Like the greatest, one of the greatest atmosphere I was able and to be part of. And the stars showed up too. And yeah, the stars showed up. There's going to be other stars on, on Wednesday. I hope more uh, people that came back that used to see uh, the Liberty Games at the Madison Square Garden that were back. It was an incredible night. Uh, we almost lost our voice. Uh, but I'm, I'm willing to lose it on Wednesday so we could tie this series and bring it back to Vegas and, you know, who knows what, what's going to happen. But as I said earlier, <laughs> nobody knows what's going to happen tomorrow, but we're excited about this and we cannot wait. And please show up and show up and show up, show your support uh, at the game, 
uh, watch the game on TV, uh, demand sports bars to play that game uh, in their bars uh, so that, you know, everybody can root uh, for the New York Liberty. But thank you so much uh, for listening to our podcast. As usual, we're so grateful that you took time to uh, listen to us. Uh, and as we always say, Felicia, let's go, Liberty! Liberty!